Showtime with Ricky Lee, where we explore everything entertainment. Thank you for joining me here on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. I'm your host, Ricky Lee Travolta. Remember, if you are ever outside the broadcast area, you can stream the station in real time at HuntleyRadio.com. Or join the legions of listeners and join It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as a podcast, anytime and anywhere you want. Skokie Theater is a gem of a performing arts company on Chicago's North Shore. It has a historic outside facade and a fully renovated, state-of-the-art performance space inside. They put on great shows. Sometimes they are produced internally through Madcap Productions, like their recent smash hit production of the rock musical Hair. And other times they bring in works from outside companies that they know North Shore audiences are going to love as well. Skokie Theater and Madcap Productions are run by Executive Director Wendy Kaplan and Managing Director Wayne Mel. And boy, do they do a good job. Skokie Theater has some wonderful events and productions coming up that a lot of you are going to want to come see. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that Skokie Theater does phenomenal shows. Now, joining us today is Wayne Mel, Skokie Theater's Managing Director. We'll be chatting about the history of Skokie Theater and Madcap Productions and some of the exciting shows coming up. Hey, Wayne, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Ricky. I'm always excited when I can uh, visit with you and and tell people about all the great stuff we've got happening down in beautiful downtown Skokie. All right. Well, now this is the I have been out to enjoy all the the recent shows at Skokie Theater. I think the first one I came to was uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And wow, was I floored. And I just, you know, have been coming back since. And uh, but, you know, this is the first time I've had anybody on the show, I think. Uh, so can you give a little history on Skokie Theater and its internal production company, Madcap Productions. Can you give a, l- a little synopsis so the listeners know who it is that I'm so jazzed up to talk about? Sure, sure. I'm happy to. Um, the Skokie Theater was actually built in 1914 as one of the first movie theaters and definitely the first movie theater in Skokie. And one of those little fun trivia facts about it was that Charlie Chaplin um, filmed many of his movies on Lincoln Avenue right in front of the theater. It was the back lot for his movie studio. Wow. Well, people in Skokie would gather around and they would watch these movies being filmed. And then a couple months later, they would be inside the theater watching them on the big screen. And to this day, the annual carnival in Skokie is called the Backlot Bash. So when people come in August to see the shows that we've got there, they'll see the town signs for the Backlot Bash, and that's why it's named that. And that's why we have Charlie in our lobby kind of as our mascot. Okay? It was a movie theater until the year 2000, at which point, you know, a lot of the first-run movie theaters, the small in-town movie theaters, they kind of died because the multiplexes were pushing them out. You know? And so it closed down the town... Put together 
a campaign to save the building, raised a million and a half dollars to turn it into a performing arts center. And that was spearheaded by an equity group that designed the inside to be all this near acoustically perfect concert hall. And the Skokie Valley Symphony performed there for a while. Um, they ultimately moved to the North Shore Center for the Performing Arts. A number of different people have come in and out and tried to run it as a, as a, uh, a performing arts center. But then about 12, 14 years ago now, Wendy Kaplan and I had started Madcap Productions. And we were producing plays down in the city. We were a resident theater company at the Greenhouse Theater Center. And through a number of kind of um, karmic events, we stumbled upon this theater that was was empty and just dying for somebody to come in and and do what we do with it. So we started doing our plays there and started putting a season together almost immediately. And then we would fill the time in between with local performers of varying degrees of notoriety. I mean, we've had uh, we've had local garage bands come in, but we've also had some really big people. We've had um, Megan McDonough come by, and uh, the Queen of Cabaret herself, Denise Tomasello, performs there regularly. Uh, Charlene Brooks, who's who, um, and Judy Roberts, who was a big Judy was a big name down at the Hotel Intercontinental for years. She's one of the best jazz pianists you're ever going to see and she and her husband greg fishman play there regularly and so we 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 fill the space between our season of plays and musicals with these chicago talent and try to try to get them an audience in the suburbs who doesn't have to cross the border and go all the way into the city to see top-notch performers so that's what we do now you mentioned that the august festival in skokie is the backyard bash yeah, and it's named uh, in, named that in honor of Charlie Chaplin, and Charlie Chaplin, of course, noted comedian. Now your August shows, you've kind of got a theme, a comedy theme for August. Uh, we do, we do. Um, Myrna Petlicky has a production company called Pet Productions, and she's doing an entire evening of stand up with some um, of the the stand up artists who do the Chicago festivals. We have the therapy players coming. This is a group of psychotherapists by day and improv artists by night. No, I'm not making that up, um, but they're hilarious. And of course, as you know, Victoria Montalbano is coming by with her award-winning one-woman show called The Princess Strikes Back, which is hilarious. Now, you have built a reputation at Skokie Theater and Madcap Productions for a certain quality of show, you know, you're, you're known for putting on great entertainment. So what is it about the princess strikes back that is going to appeal to this audience base? What is going to make people want to come see it? Well, okay. It's Victoria Montalbano. Okay. She is a well-known actress, comedian has won awards all over the country. And she's coming in with this one woman show where she kind of just lays her life bare for everybody. This is my journey. And she does it with that humor that she's been sharing with Chicago audiences for, for years. I'm going to say many years, but I don't want to, I, you know, it's a lady. I don't want to talk. About <laughs> but, um, but no, she's been, she's been a Chicago staple for a long, long time. And, um, 
And um, so, you know, so that's what I think people are going to like about this is that chance to get just kind of up close and personal with Victoria and share a couple of laughs and share the journey. And, you know, you talked about that this is kind of she lays her life bare. You know, she says, "Here, here's my love life uh, across, you know, from when I was a teenager to here I am now. And what is it about that? What is it about that kind of openness about relationships that is going to appeal to to theater goers? Because it's a different kind of experience, a one a one person show. It's not it's not stand up comedy. It is a theater experience. But it's, it's, it's storytelling, too. So the story matters. So how is that going to appeal? Well, OK. I mean, she talks about her love life. She starts as a teenager. She goes through adulthood. All the speed bumps she's had in the way. OK. I don't know about you, but I've had a speed bump or two in my life, you know. <laughs> and um, everybody has. Everybody has. And so people who listen to these stories... They're going to hear themselves. They're going to hear their sisters. They're going to hear, you know, about their ex. And 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 they're all going to share the the, the laughs and the bittersweetness of, of those memories and, you know, grab the hand of the person they're sitting with and say, thank God you're here. <laughs> you know, and in general, what is it that you try to, to, to keep in mind when you're selecting shows to to put on at Skokie Theater, I mean, whether it be a production that you're producing in house through Madcap or or bringing in, what are those qualities just in general that audiences can can rely on that they can come sample a show like The Princess Strikes Back and say, "Wow, I love this. I want to be a subscriber. You know, I want to come back and see all the, all the other great stuff." You know, what are the qualities that you look for? that people are going to be so impressed with when they come in? Well, okay. It's interesting you say that because I've been having this conversation a lot with people lately. Um, There is usually an integrity behind what we do. Okay. And whether you, I mean, you recently came and saw hair, which people. Great show. Wow. Most successful show we've ever done. It was wonderful. Uh, The love and support from the audience was great. Um, and those performers on here, I mean, you know, I, I don't like to boast too much about because it it's my, you know, partly my work and I don't want to go down that road. But I will say that those performers put everything they had into it. They brought themselves there. They, they displayed their talent to the fullest and they approached the show with an integrity that I think without you can't speak to an audience, you know. And everyone's gone to some show and there's somebody chewing scenery and being larger than life and hamming it up. And, and that's not who we are. That's not what we do. And um, all of our all of our performers, from Victoria to Judy Roberts to Megan McDonough, there is an integrity and there is a genuineness about, about what we try to present. Even when we're doing slapstick, even when we're doing broad comedy, um, like we were doing with Rumors lately. There's still an integrity behind what we do that appeals to audiences. It's never like, oh, look at us. Aren't we great performing? It's like, hey, let me talk to you and, and share this with you. So, And speaking to that integrity factor, it yeah. also is reflected in the people you bring in, not just as actors, but the, the staff you bring in, the directors, the music directors, the choreographers, um, because that is 
you know, a big part of the package. And you don't just have rinky dink people trying to get into the business. You have really highly qualified uh, people in these staff positions. Um, how is that due to the reputation that that's that uh, Madcap has uh, attained or is, are those uh, do they seek you out or do you seek them out? Because it's so impressive to see those talents there. It's a little of both. You know, um, I, I would love to say that it's because of our reputation. But quite honestly, I think we're just friggin lucky. You know, uh, Steve Scott the was the former as, as, associate artistic director at the Goodman Theater. And he's back. He just held auditions last night for The Tale of the Allergist Wife, which is our show in, in November. You know, an amazing talent. Um, uh, Hair was directed by uh, Derek Van Parnum, who's won multiple Jeff Awards. And Jeremy Ramey, uh, our music director, he's got 14 of them sitting on his shelf. Um, and what I like to think that we do is we present an environment where they can create and that brings them back. And I just think they're, that we're lucky they crossed the door for the first time, but we try to take care of them well and get them back a second time. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing we do really, really well, I think. You're listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. Remember, you can always listen to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as one of your favorite podcasts. Today, I'm joined by Wayne Mel, a really brilliant theater mind who serves as managing director at Skokie Theater. We're discussing the background of the historic theater, as well as some upcoming productions and events. For schedule and ticket information, visit skokietheater.org or call the theater at 847-677-7761. Now, Wayne, you don't just serve as the managing director of the theater. You also uh, direct a number of the shows there uh, at Skokie Theater and for Madcap Productions. And uh, one of the upcoming ones is a chorus line it's in rehearsals right now you are helming that so i want to talk about that show for a little bit uh we'll probably spend the rest of the this show on that and uh now that is coming up it's going to be september 8th through october 8th so i'm going to tell listeners right now block some time off in in those dates uh and make plans to, to see this and now we'll explain why wayne tell us about first a chorus line those two people in the, in the listening audience who haven't seen it, tell us what it's about. Okay. Well, it's kind of a behind-the-curtain look at this, this group of dancers who are auditioning for a show. And they come in, and you see them go through their pace, and it's a slightly unconventional audition, maybe not by today's standards, but by the standards in 1978 when this show debuted. Um the approach they take at this audition was very unique. Okay. They're, they were making the dancers talk. And one of the things we've had lots of conversations in rehearsal and with, with these actors who are coming in these young actors, because all of these characters, you know, are playing people between their twenties and their thirties. Okay. And this show has been part of their life, their whole life. It's been in existence their whole life, but it wasn't for me. I remember being 20 years old and going to see Chorus Line for the first time. 
and being in the height of my theater training at that point, I was in college at the time, we went four, five, six times, got whatever cheap tickets we could, because this was our life being being displayed bare on stage, okay? You know, the passion that drives you to it, the humiliations you go through for it, all the people who tell you you're not good enough, and you keep doing it anyway, like the song says, it's what you did for love, but what what is that draw that pulls you into this and that's really what the show is about it's like these people these these gluttons for punishment who just have to be part of the process and musical theater has changed so much in the last 50 years um back in the day the dancers never spoke they never sang they were just dancers and what was unique about this story is that they made the dancers talk. Tell us about yourselves. And they're like, well, wait a minute. You want me to talk? Do you want to see a fan kick? Do you want to see a twirl? I can run down the street on, on point. You know, give me something to dance to. I'll show you what I can do. And the director keeps saying, no, I want you to talk because I'm going to make you talk in the show and I want to see you talk. So tell me your life story. And he pulls these stories from all these people. And that's what made it so revolutionary at the time. And so being, you know, the old man on the mount compared to these, these young kids, these really talented, energetic young people who are coming to perform this show for us, um, I feel like I'm kind of the keeper of the lore where I have to remind them, this is why this is so different from today. This is why this was special. This is why... You know, this is why the audience is interested in this, because normally a show about showbiz is a snoozer to anybody outside of the business, you know, but this one wasn't people who knew nothing about the business still loved chorus line. They still loved meeting these people and they went on that journey with them. I like that girl. I like this man. I like this boy. I like this couple and oh i hope they get it and by the end of it you know half of them do and half of them don't and you're either you know your horse either won or it lost and you're devastated for for you the one who didn't and you're elated for the one who did but you know what they all have riding on the line it, they gotta have the job and um so that's that's what we're bringing to the table on this we're hoping the audience is going to come we're working really hard to engage them in this process so they go through the journey of this audition with these people. All the highs and the lows and all the feelings that that, that entails, you know, kind of wrapped in this, this nice little musicale, you know, with song and dance and songs now, we all know. Now, both with hair and with a chorus line, you're, mm -hmm. you're bringing in very young performers performing pieces that were written before they were born yes and so with a chorus line um does anything get updated or is it set in 1978 different directors take different approaches what have you done and why i am setting it in the time that it was written um because that's when this style of theater was revolutionary. You know, it's, it's normal today. 
somebody seeing it today for the first time, they'll like the songs and they'll like the dance, but they're not going to see the big deal behind it, you know? And I know that because I can see that as we talk about it with the performers, um, you know, about, you know, why, why you can't talk about yourself on stage. I mean, the, the term triple threat is something that's come into existence now. It wasn't before. It's like you said, you were a dancer. You were a singer. Every once in a while, you were a singer who could act, you know, but you really had to choose. And now it is expected you can do all three. Oh, yeah. I was in college at the time. Okay. All a lot of these kids have come through a musical theater program that didn't exist when I was in college. Musical theater. No, it's music or it's theater or it's dance. Pick one, you know. And so that's why I'm, you know, again, being the old man on the hill, I'm keeping it in that time because that's, to me, what made this revolutionary was being at that moment in time. Now, it wouldn't wouldn't be as um, magnificent if it was just songs by, you know, sung by dancers. The dance has to be spectacular. So you have to have a great choreographer. Can you just talk a little bit about who you have choreographing this show and uh, what they're, they're, they're bringing to the table? Okay. Um, Susan Pritzker is our choreographer and she's been in the business for a long, long time. Um, she first worked with Wendy 20 years ago when Wendy did her first production of hair. Okay. So um, Susie's got, a lot of years of experience as a dance teacher, as a choreographer that she's bringing to this. And as excited as I get about this show, she is absolutely passionate about it because she was one of those dancers. She was one of those nameless numbers on the line, you know, who, who was used and discarded, you know, um, I make that makes it sound very bleak, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but, no, it, 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 it's very true. You're, you're you a number. If you get to be 38 and you're a dancer, you know, you're, you're, that's a geriatric dancer. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, um, you know, it, it was definitely a young, a young person's game back in the 70s and the 60s before it. And um, she, so she, this show is so personal to her, and this is kind of her opus in a lot of ways. She's bringing everything to the table that she feels and that she's got. And I'm very excited about a lot of what she's doing because she's not just doing the same old chorus line um, dances. You know, everyone's seen a lot of them, and some of them you have to you have to have the flavor of. But there's a lot of twists and a lot of new things that she's adding to the choreography to 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 appeal to make it a little different to make it a little special because it's very special for her and that's that's always key you don't you don't want anybody creating art who's indifferent to it and what about your music director yeah i know you have a spectacular music director on this as well and so i Mm -hmm. I definitely want to to highlight that okay well that's jeremy ramey and and like i said he's got um a shelf at home with 14 Jeff awards labeled one to the other and probably another, another dozen nominations. He's probably the most sought after and the most prolific music director in, you know, the Chicago, Chicago land. Yeah. Yeah. Area. Um, and 
I've been watching him teach these songs, and he has got this this way of of sharing music theater and getting people to engage into these songs. Um, that's just fascinating. It's a show in and of itself for me to sit back and watch him work with these people, you know, because he, he, he finds the moments and he finds how the music and the emotion underscore each other and, 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 and is sharing that with these singers who are just absolutely beautiful. I mean, they've got these, these absolutely gorgeous voices and together they're really bringing out the best in all of it, you know? And uh, so it's very exciting as well. And it, it seems like show after show, you just keep topping yourselves. You know, um, you, you just kind of set the bar and then you say, hey, you know, it was great to reach that bar. Let's see if we can do even better the next one. And so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, yeah, uh, to see. That's a, course a hard there. one to say, because, you know, hair is hair and chorus line is a chorus line. And at some point, someone's going to say, I like I like this style. I don't like that style. Um, it's true that way with comedy. You know, people either love it or they hate it. But it all goes back to that integrity. Exactly. Not, it comes down to the quality. To, yeah, we're not trying to top hair. We're not trying to do better than hair. We just want to do the best chorus line we can, regardless you, of what came on either side of it. And that's the target. You've been listening to it's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. Streaming in real time at HuntleyRadio.com. Don't forget, you can listen to current and past episodes of It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as one of your favorite podcasts. Today, I've had the great honor of talking shop with Wayne Mel, the managing director at the Skokie Theater. You do not want to miss The Princess Strikes Back on Friday, Friday, August 11th, and Friday, August 18th. On August 12th is comedy improv troupe The Therapy Players. On August 13th is jazz music with Jordan Baskin's Utopia Trio. The next main stage musical will be A Chorus Line, directed by today's guest, Wayne Mel, and running September 8th through October 8th. For a full lineup of the spectacular spectacular shows and events from Madcap Productions and Skokie Theater, visit skokietheater.org. You can also call the theater at 847-677-7761. And remember to get that ticket information on The Princess Strikes Back, playing Friday, August 11th and Friday, August 18th. Wayne, we'll see you in the spotlight.